This is The Binary Podcast, a conversation about gender. We explore masculinity and femininity to discover what does it mean to be man or woman. And we are your companions in this journey of discovery, Matt and Alex. Welcome to the podcast. This time we're talking about friendships. What impact does gender have on the way that we form our close platonic friendships, the way that gender can bring two people together in a friendship and the barriers that that can create between two people in a relationship. Alex, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Great to be here. (laughs) So as one of my closest female friends, it's probably pretty appropriate that we have this conversation. Totally. This has been the conversation that I've been most excited to have. Awesome. Um, Yeah, it's just awesome to have you as one of my closest male friends as Mm. well. So super excited. Oh, it sounds like we're well qualified (laughs) to be having this discussion. So tell me then, what um, in a male-female relationship or rather in in a, a friendship with a man, What's, what's that been like for you or what's your experience of that? So what I think it boils down to for me um, is that the way that I engage with men and with women, um, I've seen there like in the past there have been significant differences in just automatically what kicks in for me in any kind of interaction with mm. males and females. And what I think it has boiled down to or what I've worked out is that it comes down to something there that's, unsaid and in all of my relationships with females I feel that there's never anything unsaid and then when I turn to any relationship with a male as one of my friends I feel there's something there that's unsaid usually it'll be from me Mm. um, but maybe it's also from them but the space that I'm creating around those relationships I make very different to what I create with my female friends right okay cool and so is that do you think because that there's a potential sexual compatibility that isn't there with your female friends. Yeah, I think that's definitely what I come back to at the mm. back of my mind each time is that um, because we are different genders, there is there is that potential, whereas when they're just a female friend, there's, in my mind, no potential there. So what I then experience or what I've, I've realised that I start doing is muddying that Mm. that space and making sure that I distance myself a little bit more to make sure that I'm not going to be caught out in a situation where there is that potential is realized. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So that's what's there for me in a lot of my relationships with, with my guy friends, even if I love them so much mm. and I know that I'll think it and I'm like, Oh, I love them so much. Mm. And I'll just never ever tell them that mm-hmm. in the case that it might like in that, event it's misconstrued or yeah or that whereas with my female friends i'll be like i love you you're just the best mm. so there's a big element of it that's like withheld communication yes yeah absolutely and that then what creates distance or maybe that's even what that's the cause of the ambiguity yeah is the fact that the communication is withheld in the first place yes exactly and i think that when i when i've realized it it sounds so easy just to then say, well, why don't you just tell them how you're feeling and tell them that you love them? But whenever I come to saying that, I'm like, oh, if I say I love you, it means something so different when I say it to a man because it's a 
set of words that usually is used in a romantic sense. Mm. Um, so I'll stop myself from doing that instead of saying, I love you as a friend. Mm. That is kind of a weird, awkward turn of phrase. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, okay, thank you. So I just avoid that altogether. Mm. Well, What's it like for you? So I get, a, I, I get so much out of my female relationship, out of my female friendships. And I'll share a, a bit more later on about what my experience of my male-male relationships are like. But what I found is in, in my friendships with women, there's I, I feel like more space and more freedom to be emotionally expressive. And that's awesome, you know, because that's so nourishing for a man um, and that that's not necessarily the case traditionally in male-male friendships. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I love my friendships with with women and I I don't know, I in reflecting on this topic, I realised that for so much of my life I had a lot of female friendships. So I grew up with two of my two female cousins who were twins and they were like my first ever friends. And so that was like, you know, that imprinted an idea for me of what a friendship's like and how that's fun. And you can just kind of play with, with girls and that's fine. And then through senior school, you know, I don't think I ever was like a traditional expression of masculinity. And so I kind of, you know, I often felt like an outsider in those intensely male environments, like, the all boys school that I went to or the all boys college that I went to. And so I always sought out and got a lot from relationships with women. I think for me, it was kind of like, yeah, an escape or an opportunity to express a side of myself that I didn't get to express in my Mm. male relationships. That's amazing. (laughs) So nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, an environment. And I think what you described, I relate so much to the early and current um, long-term friendships that I have with my girlfriends um, and those early experiences of just being really accepted and you you're playing with someone who you know just really wants to play with you mm. and being emotionally vulnerable is is just the best mm. thing ever um, which I think I've learned so much from my experience through female female relationships and then now exploring the space around male female relationships mm. platonically. Um, I'm learning so much around how safe it actually is to be vulnerable with men, but how many barriers that I think there are between those two groups often. Mm. So for you as someone who has had this amazing experience having platonic female mm. male friendships, yeah. I think that that's sometimes can, that sometimes can be rare. Yeah, I think, I think it is rare um well it's not certainly not common it's probably what i'd say yeah i think what's had an influence in my life or the way that it's played out is that i've had a a, i've always been in relationships so to that extent it removes a lot of the ambiguity around some of what you were sharing about before that can be like in the space or or that could get in the way in a friendship between a man and a woman who are both single and, you know, potentially sexually interested in each other, having that to to a large extent just kind of like dissolved by the fact that one or both of us are in a relationship, I think creates a space to be able to connect like on a 
level of friendship without the the kind of chatter in the background. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's so interesting when you do think about it in the um, just if you're not in a relationship means that you are interested sense because I think that that comes up so many times where even in engagements with with a friend who is a male and if you're both single, there are questions often from around either from you or from others where it's like, oh, those two are such good friends. Are they interested in, in each other? And the expectation is just because you're binary genders that mm. you, and your friends, you might be interested if you're single as well. Yeah, it's so true. I've definitely had that experience where, you know, I would have a friendship with a woman and, and you know, whether I was in a relationship or not in a relationship, that for some people, because it's not natural or it's not common, that, you know, it might come up for them like, oh, they must be interested in each other because they're, like you said, they're a hetero guy and girl. So why else would they be hanging out and spending all this time and talking to each other and doing all this, whatever it is. So yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting one. How that, how much of that like suppressed communication can be impacted by whether one or both of the people are in a relationship. Mm. And I'm really interested in what your, um, experiences around the comment you made before around being emo- emotionally vulnerable yeah. and the freedom and um, space that you have found in certain friendships to do that. What's your experience of that when you apply it to your male-male friendships? Mm. For me or my interpretation of masculinity is that there's a, a great expectation that you'd be extremely emotionally stable and that your expression rather than through emotion is through uh, like physical expression. So whether that be through um, like being sexually active, being physically fit, having, you know, physical altercations, whatever it is, that's the way you express your masculinity and not by expressing your emotions. And so with that as the background for so many men, which can be very like emotionally crippling, when you put them in groups or, you know, you put them in a pairing with one another, it's just two people who have all of these emotional challenges that can't feel like they can address it for themselves, nor do they feel like they can talk about it with each other. So there are a lot of male friendships that can be very surface level. And as a result of that, what I notice is that as men go through life, so many of their friendships peter out because when you're young and you're connected by by playing sport or whatever it might be, the kind of surface level interaction that you have when you're younger, as you grow older and your life evolves and you become more emotionally mature, not having that expression in your relationships can often lead them to kind of dwindle. And so I know of a lot of men who've got to 25, 26, 27 or older found themselves having so many fewer friends than they did when they were younger and not quite sure how that happened or why that happened. Mm. Wow, I really hear that and just think that that activity-based friendship, it, it just is different to how many women set up friendships with with other women. I mm. think that that is, is often quite evident in just the activities that are being done. So yeah. a lot of the, the friendship or hanging out, like friendship is just shared experience and, mm. and things in common with my female friends would be catching up for a coffee or a, a drink or a, it's 
based around conversation. Sharing. It's not based around an activity mm-hmm. and it's based around sharing. And I think that that, that level of like, of I'm, I'm really passionate about men having access to mm-hmm. that and having access to that either through women as a, a conduit of how to access that type of conversation, but more so passionate about them having it with each other. Cause yeah. I think you've got so much to share with your friends that mm. is so powerful. Totally. That they would get so much, much out of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And look, this is a huge um, motivation for me in, in having these taped conversations with you where we do go to these kind of like raw and vulnerable places is that for me, there's, there's so much tied up in being a man or being a woman and that that can have such a suppressing or dividing impact on people mm. and sharing in a way that I guess is authentic, I think can like dissolve those barriers between people. And so for me, it's not about like men connecting with women or men being able to connect with other men or women being able to connect with other women. It's about all of us kind of just realizing that we're all the same skin and bones we all deal with the same shit and totally. we all suffer under the weight of different perceived expectations mm. and so if we were all just like a little more aware of that and a little more loving and kind and generous with each other i think that the world would be a pretty cool place totally agree <laughs> <laughs> how good would that be so what's your as a woman what's your observation of male relationships like what when you when you look at blokes mm. who have mates what, what does that look like yeah for you? how do you know that blokes are mates yes so i see so much and i see so much in male relationships that i am really envious of mm. and what i see so so consistently with um lots of people around me is the banter and the fun and the laughter i think is really heightened in male male relationships um, and the way that they engage with each other around like humor mm. is something that I like look to and just think, wow, that's just in- incredible that you can get along so well and laugh so much. <laughs> so I think like externally, it seems to be expressed when they're with each other. What I then see is then you take each person out of that situation and maybe there's a sense of loneliness or disconnect after interactions that are male-male mm. and that's just my my observation from an outside perspective. Yeah, I, it's it's funny you say that. I was, um, was going to make almost exactly that point that sometimes I think that the, the humour can be like a shield for keeping the other just far enough away to not actually allow them in close. Mm-hmm. And so whilst it's a really great, humour is a really great binding agent, you know, because if you have a mate where you can have a laugh at whatever or, yeah, as you saw from the case, like hang shit on each other, it's incredibly lonely if that's all the friendship is. And I have had so many male friendships in my life that have been based purely on that. And exactly to your point, you, you go home after seeing them and you feel like you've never met them. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting experience. Yeah. Those kinds of relationships. Totally. Because mm. it's like such what appears as deep connection with the humour and then it's just like nothing. It's like there's a huge endorphin release mm. in that moment, but then there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Or you're yeah, you're not you're not actually connected. Yeah. So what what's your experience of looking in and seeing female female? It's funny, I um 
I think there's so much positive in female-female relationships around vulnerability and emotional expression. And, that you know, that's something that I would love to see more, more frequently in relationships between men. My observation is also that because it's such a, it can be so such an emotionally connected and emotionally heightened environment that I kind of feel like women in friendship seem to <laughs> seem to like argue with each other more, <laughs> whereas men will just be like, whatever, dickhead kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so I think that, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing, but that's kind of like my, my observation as a, as a distinction between male-male and female-female relationships. One thing I also see occasionally in female-female relationships that I don't tend to see in male-male relationships is when, when there is a woman who's sharing about something that she's distressed or upset or frustrated about. I see so often that the female friend takes on the role of like agreeing with her and, and, you know, almost like has this role of like whipping her into a frenzy and, and making it, I don't know, like agreeing in a way that makes it worse. Wow. Um, whereas guys don't do that. <laughs> you know, like if, if a guy is sharing with another guy that a girl he likes wants to see someone else, the guy doesn't go, oh, yeah, man, like she is such a bitch. Like I cannot believe she would do that. But, you know, that, like I've heard women have almost that exact conversation yeah, with yeah, each yeah. other. And I find that really funny. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it is. You're like you're on their team and it's a, it's almost like you've got your tribe and yeah. they're part of it. If someone's hurting them, then you're like, no, that's undeserved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whereas for guys it's like, oh, man, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, which is actually more genuine empathy. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Which is <laughs> So then your your friendships with the women in your life, how how have they evolved as you've got older? Like what's it like as yeah. a kid versus what's it like now? So um like as a as a kid, I think my early early um primary school years were quite mixed. Like there was boys and girls and we were all hanging around together. Hmm. By about grade three or four, it was then like decided girls hang out with the girls. And I remember thinking that um, it's really important to be in the girl crew and you need to make sure that you have allies and friendships and, and you you actively have to be included. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for our listeners, you went to a co-ed primary school and a single-sex secondary school. Yes, and then a co-ed um, college. Mm-hmm. So my, yeah, my early relationships with, with young girls, like we were very young, was very much you need to you need to include yourself and you need to belong in that group of girls. Mm. Um, and then that sort of gave me this feeling that like the girls are my crew and that, that they're like me and I can share anything with them. They are my, they're my people and everyone else is other essentially. Mm. So that was, that was boys at the time. <laughs> <laughs> they were definitely other. Was boys. <laughs> it was all boys. Um, and then by the time I hit, so even through co-ed primary school, I, there wasn't much mixing between mm. like girls and boys in terms of friendship. Set me up for a high school experience where I didn't have any male friends throughout high school that were really close. Yeah. So my female friends, how that evolved was they were just all all the friends I had were female, mm. which was like really nice. I think the positives in that were that I felt that I was – really part of a group and I had an identity of being female and Mm. that was very tied in with 
what what my self esteem was was like and um, that kind of thing. And I knew that they'd have my back if some of the boys were mean or whatever. Mm. But there there wasn't much um, space that I created that was a friendship with with boys. It was very much they will only interact with you if they're interested in you. Mm. So then I got through into college, and that transformation was really solidified then that you interact with them when you're interested in hooking up with them really. So it ended up being highly sexualized, I think, rather than uh, a space of friendship. Gotcha. And so do you think that's then had like a, 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 like a a lingering impact then on your male friendships or like your forming male friendships? Yeah. Because it's like tied up with sexual interest or the possibility of sexual interest. Exactly. And I haven't been able to disassociate them until now. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? So for me, yeah, I went to an all boys primary school, secondary school, college. So not only was I emotionally separated from women, I was like physically, spatially separated from women as well. So as a result of that, all of my early relationships, other than the familiar ones that I shared about, like with my cousins, for example, were with other young dudes and yeah, that was interesting because there's so much that happens through those years in terms of, you know, going through puberty and like experiencing sexuality and like establishing your identity and all those things and being in a set of relationships where that's not necessarily spoken about a whole heap is challenging. But I mean, at the same time, it was awesome fun because what I loved about young male friendships are, is that they're very physical they're very rough and tumble there's a lot of like fun and laughter and physical activity so that was great and really healthy but then as I got through into senior school yeah I think that's where for me the the experience of the weight of masculinity kind of like was where I really started to see that and feel that for myself so I sought out a lot of female relationships and from there almost through to now with like maybe the odd period of exception I've had like probably a pretty good balance of male and female relationships and I would love for them all to be the same and me to have like get the same stuff and have the same amount of freedom in all of them but the way it looks right now is that you know it's kind of like there are people that I go to for certain like nourishment and satisfaction and support and there are others that I go to for other stuff. Yeah. To keep my keep myself, you know, keep my mental health yes. good and yeah. in check. Yeah. I see so one like other thing that I think I've learnt in the last like probably six to twelve months mm. is how much I think you mentioned it before, how much everyone is just seeking the same thing and you can get it from a whole different like formula of people and bring them in at different times but just understanding that everyone's just looking for just connectedness and validation and acceptance and that there aren't particular genders that can give you that entirely it's a mix of all of them Mm, totally yeah well and it's it's so much of why i love our friendship val is like what you know, what we've set out to create in terms of who we are for each other and how we support each other and 
you know, like the fulfillment that we can both get from that, I think is for me like a model of how I would love particularly male-female relationships to look, but like all relationships, I think it's really, um, really inspiring for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I so agree. Is there um, other stuff that you think comes into gender and friendships and barriers that come up for you that you clash into when you're when you're thinking about those relationships um i see that there's that it's it it seems like it it almost is cyclical in the sense that it seems very pronounced at a young age and then my observation is that as men and women go through middle age um and they you know marry and have families or whatever you see a lot more male female relationships and then it seems to become quite pronounced again as men and women mature. Men seem to, you know, mature men seem to hang out with mature men and mature women seem to hang out with mature women. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like one thing that often influences that perhaps again is is once you get out of that child-rearing stage of that you've created your family and then you are into that next phase of your life. I think that there is a lot more movement in relationships sometimes as well. And that may have an influence on whether you're, you're looking for companions and relationships and romantic relationships, or you're just looking for friendship again. And people get quite set in, in certain ways about friendship, Mm. no matter what age you are. Totally. (laughs) All right. I'll, I'll, um, I'll give you the final word on friendship. Friendship to me is just, I think, the most exciting part of of like living and of being fully self-expressed and of being who you are. Mm. And I have really, really realised how important friendship is to me in the last six months and how much sometimes I, um, I, I don't, consider it as one of the highest priorities for me. So I think like that to me is just a massive realization of just seeing the availability and the possibility in all types of friendship, particularly with men. I love it. Love it. Thanks for another awesome conversation. (laughs) Thanks, Matt.